that we're too young to understand how the government works. We call BS. If you agree, register to vote. Contact your local congresspeople and give them a piece of your mind. We call BS. It is a little ironic that the people who are acting with the most maturity in this horrifying situation aren't even old enough to say the word bull in front of their parents. That's a good joke on a very serious topic. Not easy yeah, to do. And not, uh, you know, all right. That's a powerful, powerful thing, man. It'll be interesting to see if this uh, has any effect. It's when part you... of the emotionalism of American politics that's become more and more a factor. If somebody's sad and upset, you can't disagree with them. They must be right. If they're offended... Well, then they're necessarily right. You can't argue with someone who's offended, or else you're offensive. So they... I have nothing but sympathy for those poor kids, but they're wrong on a lot of what they're saying. The uh, governor of Florida said that the head of the FBI, Ray, should resign yeah. over this screw-up. Yeah. I don't think he's going to, and I'm not sure that would be appropriate, but there certainly should be some people fired. Yeah, actually, you know, it's funny, the whole someone should resign thing. The problem with that is that someone resigns, and then we all say, finally, something's been done. When that's not the problem, the Christopher Ray, listen, if you think he's incompetent and that the uh, incompetence is flowing downward in the FBI, great, kick the guy's ass out. I don't care. Um, but it's just it's a symbolic thing that frequently makes people think, okay, we've done something, now we can move along. The FBI received a tip last month specifically from someone close to the shooter, the stupid angry coward, the crazy troubled kid, saying he owns a gun and he's talking about shooting up a school. You need to look into this guy. The FBI tip line is supposed to forward that to the Miami field office, and they're supposed to check it out. But for reasons that nobody seems to nail, be able to nail down right now, nothing happened. And it I'm, was not forwarded. Which the uh, the guy who runs the field office there came out and said that is not what should have happened. They did not follow protocol. But how can you not nail down who it was? you got to have a log knowing exactly who called when and who specifically got the information. That has to exist. You would think. It yeah. has to exist. Well, well, the bureaucracy has gone into self-protection yeah. protection mode yeah. like all bureaucracies do. Because you can't tell me that you couldn't find out within five minutes who it was that got that, that information. That saw that information, took the phone call. They have to write it down. You know how much paperwork they have to fill out. Right. Somebody had that info. You could tell us today who it was that for some reason, and then ask him or her, why didn't you think that was important enough to, to pass on? Yeah. And as have many have pointed out over the weekend, hey, Ray and other FBI leaders, you can't go around saying, see something, say something to all of us all the time. And then when somebody sees something and says something, you then ignore it. Right. It's never going to get any better than this. That this, this is like... <laughs> Better than you you usually get. This is not yeah. a, we think, maybe, I He's overheard He's kind of weird, right, yeah, no. This is a specific, this particular guy says he has guns and is going to shoot up the school. Here's his name. Here's, Here's his name. where he lives, right. Meanwhile, the county sheriff saying his office had received about 20 calls regarding the school gunman over the past few years. Wow. So if you have any sort of relationship between the local and federal law enforcement officials, and if you don't, you're both doing your jobs wrong, um, it, is, it is highly, highly likely there would have at least been an attempt to reach this kid in a serious way in the context of, are you going to shoot? Do you want to shoot up a school? Do you have a gun? What is going on in your head? And given the heap loads of crazy that this kid was putting out, I've got to believe something would have been done. 
So it is a, a horrifying and egregious error. And the fact, as you point out, that we only have vague assurances. Well, we're going to look into this. We're going to thorough investigation, et cetera, et cetera. That's weak. You could figure it out. I, I find it very difficult to believe that you couldn't find that out in an hour's worth of work if you really cared. Yeah. What time did the call come in? Who was working that day? Who took the call? Who who filled out the form? Their name is on it. Who would the form go to next? Go on and on. And listen, as, well, you know, I almost said as a parent, as a human being with a living soul who just doesn't want to see any more kids die, you want to grant immunity to everybody involved? Go ahead. So we understand exactly what's happening and what's not happening as we try to assess who's dangerous, who's dangerous to kids, who's dangerous to schools. If you you want to eliminate the ass covering completely so we can just get some answers, I'd be okay with that. This seems like a really good opportunity to try to get this straightened out. Because it, it doesn't get much better than this with as far as signals being sent, law enforcement being aware of it. Yeah. yeah. Often, oftentimes, these people are way more underground than this. And, man, this guy was out and about known as a guy who was going to shoot up the school, and we still couldn't stop it, which is really, really troubling. God dang it, if I, if I was a parent from that school, I'd be horrified. Oh, yeah. What, what more did you need what more did you need? Did you have to have an FBI agent there as he walked into the school with the gun and started shooting before you're going to take this seriously? I mean, what what at what point would it have gotten your attention? Yeah. If this wasn't it. It's really 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 maddening. Just astounding. Now, I thought originally cuz one of the main things that stands out about this shooting that's different is that he's still alive. They almost always kill themselves or get shot by law enforcement. The Mm -hmm. fact he's still alive, I thought, here's an opportunity. The more I learn about the kid, I think he's an outlier. He's The reason he's still alive is he's not like the average school shooter, which doesn't tell you about other school shooters. Right. Other school shooters had a plan, which include dying. What the hell was in his crazy head that he goes to McDonald's and eats and then is walking down the street? He had no plan for this? No. He had no, I mean, how, how, how in touch with reality is he? What did he think was going to happen? I mean, did did he go to that school today with the plan of, I'm going to spend the rest of my life in prison? I doubt it. Because who would, who would do that? No, the guy was obviously profoundly disturbed. And this, I thought this was just horrifying. So he was staying with a family since November when his mom died of mm-hmm. the flu. Um, he was staying with this family who said he was all kinds of trouble and, and they were really concerned about him and everything. That he was often a nightmare to have in their house. But anyway, so they started questioning her right away, the, the mom and dad. And I guess because it's a, a small enough community, she was taken into the police station and crossed paths with Shooter Weirdo that day. Apparently, it's a small enough police station that they like, you know, wow. everything that's going on here. So anyway, they're transporting him, sh- sh- shuffling along in his shackles while they're moving her to a different room. I'll be damned. And she sees him. And yells over to him and says, whatever his name is, and I, like you, I'm not going to memorize these people's names. Right. I'm going out yeah. of my way to not know his name, but Billy or whatever his name is. She said, Billy, really? To him. And she's not that far away from him. And he says, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. And I thought, oh, my God. He's sorry he did it within hours of right. having killed all those people. Yep. 
I mean, that's how little it would have taken to stop him from doing that. I'd imagine he was immediately as he wandered from the Walmart to the McDonald's to the subway or wherever he went. Yeah. And I'm guessing most of these school shooters are not. No, they're not capable of it. I'm guessing that I'm guessing they wouldn't be sorry an hour after they shot up the school. He's he I don't know what kind of nuts he is. Yeah, but several. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the whole FBI thing is just it's a terrible black mark on the bureau. Oh, my God. Yeah. And listen again, we don't come at this, uh, you know, as the conscience of the nation, we don't come at this, you know, trying to condemn the FBI. Um, Oh, my God. I'm looking at the New York Times article. They frame at least a third of this story, which is what we're talking about here, at least a third of it in partisan political terms. With this is given fuel to Republicans who want to claim that the Trump investigation is blah, blah, blah. You can't even steer clear of that S for this to talk about this. That's that's You know what? God, I'm just I'm tired. I'm I'm tired. The, The New York Times can't restrict itself to just talking about the obvious failing of the FBI and looking into it. They've got to go to. Trump and, and 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 Hillary and Manafort and the rest of it. Really? Anyway, I just look, let's let's have an honest airing of this. Does the FBI get 75 tips a day that are that specific and that good? Let's hear about that. Let's know that. Then let's talk about wow, in a world like that, how do we process that? But no, everybody retreats into either their partisan camps or trying to protect and or attack the bureau, and it becomes the, it becomes an oppositional thing, an adversarial thing. I don't get it. Isn't the need clear enough that we can set aside the bull crap for a minute? Just try to figure out what happened. Apparently not. Yeah, but somebody is. Um, it would appear since his boss said they absolutely didn't follow protocol. Somebody is so bored with their job or cynical or been at it too long or something. Or they get 75 a day of that specificity and that quality. Well, his boss specifically said they did not follow protocol. It's not his job to decide whoever, him or her, we didn't pass along. It's not their call to decide. I get so many of these, I'm going to ignore it, apparently. Um, Somebody's getting transferred. Yeah, exactly. Won't lose their job. They'll get transferred. They'll keep their salary. And we probably won't even hear about uh, what happened, which is very frustrating. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Black-eyed-peace singer Fergie. She's getting different reviews for her rendition of the national anthem at the NBA no, All-Star she's Game not. last night. <laughs> now they're all the same. <laughs> that thing 
she did there with the is like oh, a it's like a Saturday Night Live parody of people who wow. do too much during the national anthem. Wow, isn't it? Well, and the fact that she achieved orgasm during the song shows her <laughs> real love of country. What was that weird swooping <laughs> thing? Wow, that's terrible. Really like a parody, and the players started laughing, and the crowd started complaining. God dang it, I want to hear that again. Can we hear that again? Uh, yeah, that weird can, swooping thing? Can you turn it down, Michael, and I'll back up to uh, find the right spot here. It's uh, That's something. Yeah. Well, he finds that. We Feels can, like about 20 age, seconds. There aging, hottie. Uh, Fame, former <laughs> black-eyed pee. Yes. What do you have? An example of some of the mixed reviews. Uh, basketball commentators Shaquille O'Neal and Charles Barkley weighing in. Can we talk about Fergus Nassau? Oh, stop. Don't do that. Don't do that to my Fergie. Leave it alone. <laughs> Fergie, I love you. It was different. It was sexy. I yeah, like I'm right. It was different. Leave it alone. I needed a cigarette after that. Leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Come on. Give me. You know what I like about that NBA show? I've always liked about it. That is the exact opposite sort of thing that they want you to do. And Charles Barkley came along and he just does that because he doesn't care. Mm-hmm. Like criticize the national anthem of your own broadcast. Right. And that's right. why it's by far the most watched one of those kind of things there's ever been. And they all make gazillion. They print money off of that show. Right. Because they actually just say, that guy sucks. Yeah. Or well, that was a stupid move. Or that national anthem was terrible. Or whatever. They've it's dropped the pretense. They keep it real, if you will. Yeah. You want to hear Fergie again? I that want it desperately. Here it goes. Awesome. Let a flag <laughs> still there. Does that start? Here's the weird part to me. Spangled Which part? Then she goes soft at the end. (laughs) Mm. That's former Black Eyed Peas singer Fergie. She's getting different. Kind of unfortunate that they had the camera on Draymond Green right at the point that he starts laughing at it. (laughs) How long was it total? Uh, close close to three minutes, I think. That's a long national two forty three. Because the the Ugh. the over under for the Super Bowl is usually like in the two minute zone. It was, so that's I like, think it was exactly two minutes, wasn't it? Like like somewhere minute fifty four. Yeah, yeah somewhere, somewhere that's in there. a long national anthem. Ain't nobody got time for that. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Unlike the Twitter sphere would tell you, it is not the worst national anthem of all time. Oh no! Because Olympic hero Carl Lewis oh. once did this. All right, are we all ready? Oh, 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 say can you see and the rockets red flag? Uh oh, uh oh. I'll make up for it now. For the land of the free. There you go. Ooh. Edited for time. Boo. Get the hell out of here! Boo. And I believe that was also at an NBA All Star game. Let me find out about that. Wow! <laughs> so they're just <laughs> yeah, that was an all time bad one. They're willing to have anybody. The legendary Roseanne. Well, she was trying to be funny though. That's not a good time to be funny. No, it's not. No, but uh, these people were trying to sing. Land of the free. Really? <laughs> ah, no, that was at an NBA Finals game, not an All Star oh. game. Oh. Yeah. 
Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love a guy who uh-ohs himself. That's beautiful. And the Rockets. Red Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Because <laughs> he knows there's plenty more. Plenty, um, plenty more. Behind. Did you know Andrew Jackson taught his pet parrot how to curse, Jack? Uh, it's a not. presidential fun fact. But the, 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 the hang on, there's more. It was all fun and games until the parrot had to allegedly be removed from Jackson's funeral because it wouldn't stop cursing. Who, really? Uh, who invited the Seriously? parrot? Seriously? Yeah. Jackson had a thing for taking it outside. He was involved in an estimated 100 duels. Often because <laughs> he didn't like something someone said about his wife. That's a lot of duels, and he's still alive, so he obviously won them. Shot in the chest uh, once, uh, in the arm once. He was one, uh, well, probably psychopath. It's a fun fact, though, isn't it, about the parrot? Scraw, F you! <laughs> hey, I'm going to have to ask you to pipe down. There are ladies present here. What? Ulysses S. Grant, another presidential fun fact, smoked 20 cigars a day. Wow. Then died of throat cancer. Really? At a not very old age. Mm, that's too bad. Um, Saved the union, then. And to write his memoirs to save his family from poverty as he died of throat cancer. At the behest of Mark Twain, who published them. Mm. It was his idea. Well, saved his family from uh, yeah. poverty. Um, Got a text. Uh, I can do it here. Uh, on the FBI n- claiming they're investigating, trying to figure out exactly where that information went or how they didn't. Pizza has better tracking system than the FBI. They'll find the responsible employee for a bad Yelp review in five minutes somewhere in the United States. Wow. Yeah, there's a lot of private companies that could nail down that sort of thing like that. Well, could and wants to are two different questions. The government's not as good at it as the private sector. Right. And they don't want to. Right. Yep, I would agree. That's disappointing. Quite disappointing. I I wonder if there's a chance of a lawsuit or something like that. I don't. I'm not a suing sort of guy, but it sometimes it's the what gets people's attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's it's you you, you can't really sue the FBI per se, um, but something's got to be done, and and there's no need for any partisanship or ass covering or anything else. As I said before, so your William Henry Harrison gave the longest inauguration speech ever. Eighty. This is a fun. Presidential yes, fact, Michael, on this President's Day. You sure it's fun? Or is it uh, just a fact? Well, no, it's actually tragic. Uh, a 90-minute long speech on a cold, wet day. He refused to uh, put on a coat and hat, fell Ill, Ill soon afterward, and died 33 days into his presidency. Nobody needs a 90-minute inauguration uh, speech. Especially on a, like, freezing rain day. God smote him, justifiably. What's wow. coming up in your news, Marshall? President Trump rethinking gun control today. Cleaning your house causes lung damage and positive Sean's President's Day Olympic medal meltdown. Coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. Yeah, Trump doesn't care. Trump doesn't care. Orange hair don't care. We'll see what he does <laughs> on the guns thing. Uh, all that on the way. Stay with us. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Let's get into the news with Marsha Phillips. Well, gun control definitely on the president's mind. President Trump says he would back improving the federal gun background check system. The White House says Trump spoke with Texas Republican Senator John Cornyn 
and Connecticut uh, Democratic Senator Chris Murphy about their bipartisan bill. An announcement coming after the gunman carried that gunman carried out that deadly attack at a Florida high school. So the president apparently thinking very, very seriously about ways to improve, uh, you know, the situation with guns and gun control. Well, it'll be interesting to see it play out. I wish there was, uh, maybe we'll talk about this tomorrow. I wish there was time to talk about the really controversial court decision in Pennsylvania about gerrymandering. Or do you say gerrymandering? They, uh, the judge ordered the state, the legislature, to redraw their electoral map days before the election. And then they delayed giving their instructions to like two or three days before the election. Right. And it's just absolutely absurd. And they're, they're making all sorts of weird demands on the state. And the state's screaming that the courts have usurped the legislature. And this could be a big one. The Kremlin is reacting to the indictment of Russians for interfering in the 2016 election, saying there's no proof the Russian state was involved. A spokesman told reporters today the charges don't include any proof the Russian government... Who you, you commie? Nobody cares. ...that the Russian government was involved in any efforts to damage Hillary Clinton's campaign. The Justice Department again indicting 13 Russian nationals, three Russian uh, businesses, on charges of interfering in that 2016 presidential election. And I'm sorry, this is actually serious now. It shouldn't be characterized as, if you're going to summarize the whole thing, trying to damage Hillary's campaign. It was systematic trying to sow seeds of of, uh, dissent and discord in our Mm -hmm. country. Yes. That sometimes took the form of effing with Hillary. Got a new study out cleaning the house is as bad for a woman's lungs as smoking 20 cigarettes a day. Researchers looked at the lungs of thousands of men and women. They checked in with them periodically over the course of 20 years, and they found... Show me her lungs. <laughs> they found women who clean with spray or any kind of liquid cleaning products, either around the house once a week, or if they were working as a professional cleaner, an accelerated decline in their lung capacity. The drop in the lung function, again, was comparable to smoking a pack of 20 cigs a day for really? 10 to 20 years. Wow. Holy crap. You know, there have been times I've been cleaning out a shower or something like that. Right. And, and those fumes make me feel really bad. Well, every time I spray Lysol or something like that, right. my wife complains about the chemicals and what we're breathing in right. and stuff. and. I guess this bolsters her argument. Yeah, wow, nasty. Yeah, and researchers uh, really suggested people go ahead and stop using bleach products to clean. And they say, you know, usually you can use hot water and a microfiber cloth. That will complete most of the cleaning jobs around your house. God, like, but if we, if my if my wife fries some meat or something like that, I just, that smell just lingers in the, in the kitchen and it spreads to the whole house. I don't mm-hmm. know how to get rid of it without Lysol. Of course, I don't want to give myself cancer either. Right. Bad. I'd rather smell hamburger than Lysol, I suppose. Yeah, no kidding. Ugh. I, yeah, I'd open the windows. Bake some bread. Bad news for NBC's Olympics coverage. Ratings for the Winter Games plummeting 8% from the Winter Games four years ago. A total of 19 million people checked out the competition on the NBC family of networks on Friday. That's still off by 8%. I think it's pretty easy to figure out. We're, we're getting half the medals we usually get. I think people probably watch more often when we're when we're winning stuff. And there is a a modern kind of trend in especially younger TV viewers. Similar thing happened to Saturday Night Live why they had to move up the the live start right. time. People just wait for the quote unquote internet to tell them what the good stuff was, and they catch yep. up the following morning. Right. Yeah. 
Anyway, hoping for a boost, maybe NBC's offered American team figure skating bronze medalist and breakout star Adam Rippon a job as a correspondent for the remainder of the games. And he said, no thanks. You know, I worked so hard to be on this Olympic team. And my teammates and my friends were there for me during my events. And that meant so much to me that I really feel like I need to be there for them during their events as well. Wow, so he's just going to be a fan. So NBC's getting killed or doing a bad job. And one of the main examples they're using is how they missed this big downhill the other night. Yeah. In which, was, oh, yeah. it, was it a girl or a dude? Who was an, a f- 45th ranked skier who had the run of their life by far and ended up winning the gold medal. Well, NBC had declared someone else the winner. So the the third best person in the world had the best time, and they said, and there's your gold medal winner. And then they just cut away and left. Well, later, and this was live, later later, while they were covering other stuff, this 45th ranked person went down the hill faster than they'd ever gone by far. Wow. And won the gold medal, and NBC's getting beaten up for it, but... What are you supposed to do? You can't show all 200 downhill skiers and then wait till the end. It's not how it works. Bodie Miller said it might be the biggest upset upset in all, the history of all sports. This person shouldn't. I mean, they just that doesn't happen in that sport right. where you all of a sudden are like 30 seconds faster than you usually are. <laughs> the person who did it said they have no idea how they did it. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, after a busy weekend... All I know is every time I turn on the damn TV, the yeah. damn ice dances yeah. on my damn TV, damn it. After a busy weekend of Olympics action, it is time now to check Positive Sean's Olympic medal meltdown. Sean? Yes, so we uh, we have given the, the appropriate dollar amounts to each medal. If we were to melt them down, sell them for their minerals, here's how each country would be faring. Norway is off to a commanding lead after the first full weekend or this, this past full weekend of competition, they are over $8,100 in winnings. No one else is even in the $7,000 range. you got Germany in second at 6800 The Netherlands in third with uh, just over 5000 you got Canada at 4500 and USA with $3,800 in medals. Please. And, and the mighty Finns have roared back to have a... Uh, they are still belt. sitting at $10.50 worth of Ten, winnings with three bronzes. $10. Well, well they got three. They got three now. Three bronzes. It's interesting that we're at about half our normal medal yeah. count. That's that's quite a drop. Yeah. Yep. Uh, let's see. Here's a nice note from Pete in Alameda for Marshall. Uh, since, uh, according to Sean, Finland's Olympic metallurgical value is so poor during this year's games, I want to pass along to Marshall the name of a Finn who's competing with distinction. Yes. His name is Tomi Rentamaki. He's part of the mixed doubles curling pair who finished with a not-so-impressive one-in-six record. Of course, their one win it was in the final match against yes. the U.S. pair, who were also not-so-impressive. What makes him notable is he is the oldest person competing in this year's Olympics at the age of 49. All right. Just wanted to let Marshall know that the Finns have left their mark on the games, however trivially. 49. 49 years old. Still sport? curling. Oh, curling. Gotcha. Getting out there and not having to take drugs and curling with the best of them. Is he the uh, the shover or the sweeper or the uh, yeah, yeller? Because we'll I think that's the three positions. <laughs> <laughs> you got the one guy shoves, yeah. you got a couple guys sweeping. And... <laughs> <laughs> it's the three jobs. That is a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. I got one kid who really likes the snowboarding, one kid really likes the ice skating, so we have to go back and forth between the two. Battling over that. Hmm. He likes, he, he seems to be mostly into the, 
How do... He can't imagine dancing with a stranger that close. He always says, they must be boyfriend and girlfriend. Because I can never dance with a stranger. That would be too uncomfortable for me. Agreed. It'd be hard to just... Just like a coworker, lift them up by their crotch and spin them about your head <laughs> on a regular basis. It would help so, if you were married. I'd uh, have to go to a meeting later that day, I promise you that. Then he lifted me up by my crotch and spun me around. <laughs> well, the judges loved it. Uh, why did Trump act the way he acted over the weekend? Uh, there's one theory out there. And more presidential fun facts. Stay tuned uh-huh. to the Armstrong and Getty Show on President's Day. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Speaking of South Korean dog farms... We mentioned that last week, USA Today, uh, reminding us, by the way, they eat lots of dogs in South Korea, two million a year. Mm. They're dog farms uh, within miles of the Olympic uh, Stadium. The Olympic mascot, which is some sort of bear, I haven't actually seen this dancing about or whatever. It's a tiger. A little there, white tiger. There's two. There's a, there's a, there's a, we a, need two. There's a moon bear mm. and a tiger. Wait, a moon bear? I know that reference. Go on, though. Anyway, this particular moon bear, it said, uh, moon bears are really only kept in captivity in South Korea on farms where they harvest their bile for traditional medicine. Yeah, for bull-ass superstitious medicine. Yeah, they're kept in captivity in little cages. They live lives of pain and misery. And harvest them for something that doesn't actually do anything. They're just backwards and stupid enough to need it. But that's a charming mascot. Now let's get back to the ice dancing. Yeah. Well, listen, it's President's Day, and we've been sharing with you fun presidential facts. And Marshall Phillips joins us for a guest presidential fun fact. Marshall? Yes, indeed. You know, for this President's Day, I am decked out like Teddy Roosevelt, riding crop, jodhpurs, hat at a jaunty angle. Really convincing. After the show. You two went to high school together. After the show. <laughs> after the show, I'm going to recreate Roosevelt's famous charge up San Juan Hill out in the parking lot. <laughs> That's Excellent. Excellent. So I got my uh, horse Parking grazing. Parking flat, by the way, but go on. <laughs> I've, got my horse, I've got my horse grazing on the uh, back lawn at the Radio Ranch. Named my horse, by the way, Little Texas, after the horse that Teddy rode in the battle. Turns out he was the only rough rider who was mounted during that battle. The cavalry horses for the regular troops had to be left in Tampa, Florida, because there was no way to ship them to Cuba. So they were Teddy Roosevelt and the Rough Runners. No. No, the Rough Riders got a new title called the Weary Walkers. Oh, uh, nice. A presidential fun fact. That is a fun fact. Yes. I thought you were going to say they rode zebras or donkeys or <laughs> something like that. Unusually large dogs. But no, they walked. He was ex- he was obsessed with the idea of testing himself in battle. So found yes. a way to be involved in a minor war and kind of dangerous situation. Spanish-American so, conflict. So he could enjoy and the thrill of it. Yeah. Then it was used as uh, to sell him for the rest of his days. Uh-huh. So it was a good idea. Uh, I don't know where these fun facts came from you printed out for me, Sean. Do you know history. Where they, came? they came from history, <laughs> Jack. <laughs> What's wrong? Are they not factual or are they not fun? Uh, Lyndon Baines I Johnson. I both from my fun fact. Lyndon Baines Johnson, LBJ, affectionately called the many women he slept with his harem. Even had a buzzer system installed that rang inside the Oval Office so that Secret Service could warn him when his wife was coming. Yeah. See? Signed, Matt Lauer. Exactly. 
Every member of Teddy Roosevelt's family had a pair of stilts, including the first lady. <laughs> it's kind of a thing with them. That's a fun fact. You get married to a, a Roosevelt, you get a pair of stilts. Yeah. Welcome wow. to the family, son. Now climb on up. George Washington had the shortest inauguration speech at 133 words. So it is what it is. America. Bye, I guess everybody. y'all voted for me. <laughs> uh, appreciate it. Yeah. Hey. But finally, this one back to infidelity. Uh, John F. Jack Kennedy most likely had the most active extramarital sex life of any president. He allegedly slept with Marilyn Monroe, Jane Mansfield, Audrey Hepburn, Angie Dickinson, stripper Blaze Starr, Marlena Dietrich, and many other women, including White House staffers, secretaries, stewardesses, campaign workers, strippers, and acquaintances of trusted male friends. No wonder he had back problems. <laughs> the FBI taped sounds of him and Ingra Arvid making love. Ingra Arvid. Does that exist in the archives somewhere? I, I certainly I, uh, hope so. I uh, keep doing that. I, uh, uh, faster. <laughs> That's perfect. Uh, uh, slower now. Uh, hmm. So there you go. That uh, that seems more... I mean, I, we all know he got around a little bit. That list seemed a little more extensive than any of my factual reading even. Yeah, that's a shocker there. <laughs> exactly. Sometimes when I uh, need to slow down, if you follow me, I picture Teddy. <laughs> There you go. (laughs) So, back to William Henry Harrison, who, as you may recall, died after giving the longest inauguration speech in history. What what do I have to pay the band extra, Michael? What's going on in there? So, when he croaked it, his vice president, John Tyler, took the office. He managed to convince everyone he should just become president because the 25th Amendment hadn't been uh, passed yet, which made the line of succession official. Everyone pretty much hated him. He was expelled from his own party during his presidency. His entire cabinet, minus one person, resigned. He was the first president who faced impeachment. One newspaper editor called him a poor, miserable, despised imbecile. And the New York Times called him the most unpopular public man that ever held any office in the United States. In his obituary, upon his death... Abraham Lincoln didn't even issue a morning proclamation and flags were flown at full mast because nobody cared. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Martin Van Buren was apparently a president. Uh, <laughs> that is a fun fact. He wrote his autobiography after serving as president from 1837 to 1841. Didn't mention his wife of 12 years even one time in his autobiography. <laughs> He's a jackass. MVP, dude. How do you write an autobiography and fail to mention your wife? Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd forgotten I was married. Anywho. Hey, do you remember the second least visited national landmark in America? Yeah. Back when we lived in uh, the Carolinas? The James K. Polk Museum. That is great. I think it was his birthplace. Mm. Well, according to this presidential fun fact, every party has a pooper, and that pooper was Polk. He banned booze, card playing, and dancing from the White House. Go ahead and ban dancing, but uh, a little booze and cards with the fellers on a Saturday night. Come on now. John Tyler had more children than any other president. He had eight. 50. He had eight by his first wife and seven by his second. That's quite a few. Yeah, plenty. He was 70 when he had his last child, Pearl. 70 years old, popping out kids. Come on, John Tyler. He was also the first president to get married in office, though his eight children from his first wife didn't approve of the wedding and did not attend. Wow. Wow. Family drama. Man, a lot of these people, you know, in the way you'd be treated in the modern media, you couldn't pull that off. Your first family hates you so much they don't even attend the wedding 
Right. Your second wife. Right. At least little uh, little uh, Tiffany Trump, the hidden Trump, right. shows up and, and, and tips knock, her cap to her dad. And knocking up your wife when you're 70 also. It's not real Maybe she wanted the kid. Could be. Maybe she demanded him. The fact that he could at age 70. I don't know. Very virile. Were any of those facts fun? No. Uh, they the were about, a little fun. The one about Van Buren actually being a president. That was kind of cool. I didn't know that. <laughs> you want another weird presidential death? Well, there's my answer. <laughs> Anybody want Korean food tonight? That's a no. <laughs> Millard Fillmore was crushed while copulating with a horse. Is that a strange presidential death? That's kind See, of fun. That's, that's fun. Oh, that's Catherine the Great. But, I'm sorry. <laughs> that didn't It's fun, but it's not a fact. See, again, I, I asked you to read the memo. <laughs> oh, that's to be fun and a fact. Right, it's a I, fun fact. Because I can make up a lot of fun trivia about God, presidents. you got to start coming to the meetings. <laughs> I think I have an endless supply of fun trivia about the president that's not a fact. They think Zachary Taylor drank some rancid cherries washed down with ice milk and, uh, and died of food poisoning a few days later. As president or uh, later? Nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> it's been oh, lost to history. I hope you've enjoyed your President's Day. <laughs> You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.